The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Coach, what's going on? It's a whole lot of things going on in this NFL. What's happening, Coach? Oh, Daryl, if you don't like uh, change, you wouldn't like the uh, free agency. But it's there's some changes going on. Yeah, there is a lot of changes going on. And, you know, some of the changes that we see, Coach, it's like we would have never, ever thought that we'd ever see. You know, um, Wolfolk not playing. For the New England Patriots, is is this possible? Would we have ever thought that we we would it, a day would come where we saw Wolfolk not being around and not being a, in a uh, New England Patriot um, uniform? And and, um, Butch, and Vince Wolfolk has been a um, a staple in this defense for the for the um, Patriots all four of their Super Bowls, and now this is a guy that um that we'll be seeing playing in a in a Texans uniform. It's hard to think. Well, Daryl, the thing about it is uh, I think Belichick has proven all along that he's more than willing to go with whoever uh, he feels like is best for their chance to win. I don't think that they they do anything at all when it comes to regards to, you know, keeping a player just because he's a good player. Well, he's, he's shown that to us time and time again. And, um, you know, but when we look at other teams in the NFL, like the new, like the Philadelphia Eagles and Chip Kelly, what in the world is Chip Kelly doing in in Philadelphia? You know, I, there's a story out now that Tim Tebow is going to be having a workout for the Philadelphia Eagles. That doesn't mean that the, the Eagles are going to sign him, but they are going to maybe bring him in, have him throw some passes, look at his feet, see if he still has that. Um, Around the clock wind up that he always had that really got him put out of the NFL, and uh, maybe he's worked on that to the point where he can throw the ball with a quicker release. Um, so it's it's hard to think that Chip Chip Kelly has has sa- signed Sam Bradford and is bringing in Tim Tebow, got rid of Lashawn McCoy. Wow, this is unbelievable. Coach, one of the guys, you know, they had they had Tebow in uh, today. They had him in. They had him throwing everything. He wasn't offered a contract yet, but he was he was in there throwing the ball for him. But now I heard a guy talk today and said that the reason that uh, he did what he did 
with Sam Bradford was that he was going to go then and use tra- Bradford as trade bait to get the number one for the number two, uh, number one draft and, and then get, uh, the, the kid that he played, uh, played for him. So maybe so, that's his ultimate goal. You know, you know, he, he continues to say that, um, Mariota is not, is not in their plans. You know, they're drafting at, at the 20 spot and you would think that Mariota would be long gone before that 20, 20th, um, draft pick is available. I don't, I don't see them. It's almost like um, uh, Steve Spurrier bringing in Danny Warfel to play for the play for the Redskins. It didn't work, and I just can't see um, Mariota coming in as a rookie and playing for Chip Kelly and and this one man making it work. I just don't see it happening. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Mariota is going to have to change his entire. Um, style of playing to be successful in this league, and and I've I said this before on this on this show, Coach. I really think Chip Kelly is making a mockery because of mockery of the NFL. He's laughing his way all all the way to the bank, maybe not even really to the bank. He's laughing his way to his his uh, NCAA suspension is over, and so he can go back and um and play with some and and play. Football in the coach football in the NCAA and do what he's comfortable doing. He's not comfortable in the NFL and he's just playing around up here for another year or maybe two more years and go back to the NCAA, go back to college football and sign a contract down there for about six or eight million dollars a year, probably somewhere in Texas. You know, um, that's just my thoughts on, on Chip Kelly. So he's just messing around in, in, in professional football coach. Well, yeah, he's twenty and twelve his first two years, and uh, but he he has to understand that. Uh, I mean, I think that first year it kind of he gave some people a little nervousness, but I think this year uh, they weren't as nervous, and, and and defenses started figuring them out. And I'm wondering if you know he may need a whole bunch of quarterbacks because I'm not sure that they're not going to start teeing off on them all the time. Well, if if that's the case, why would he go out and sign the the most brittle quarterback in the last four years in the in the NFL? Oh, well, I Sam agree. Yeah, you know, this is a I man agree. that's had three three knee operations in the last four years. Um, I, I, if he is plan if he is planning on running the ball with his quarterbacks at all, there's no way he would have um, brought Sam Bradford into the equation. But Daryl, uh, I'm not sure that the guy that might have had it right that was on uh, earlier today on ESPN, maybe brought in Sam Bradford to use him for trade bait for an uh, increase on his, you know, maybe give up his 20th pick and Sam Bradford for number two, whoever it is right underneath uh, 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 the uh, – Miami, I mean, in Tampa Bay, uh, after Tampa Bay, I, is that, who is that? Uh, I, I'm not sure, Coach, but I'm, my point is still, you, you, you traded um, Sam Bradford for Nick Foles. Right. No, no one in the league would have, anybody would have taken that trade. 
Every team yeah. in the league would have taken that trade. You know, right. and, 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 I, and I'm saying, how do you think if you're going to get rid of the guy, if you're going to take a guy that everybody would have gotten rid of, how do you think anybody's going to take him in a trade and help you move up? A trade that's going to basically better you in the draft. You mean, oh, I'll give you my, uh, my six-round pick for Sam Bradford. Are you crazy? Nobody gonna, nobody's going to take that deal. And that's, that's one, I don't see Sam Bradford being on any other team um, next year in the fall except the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the only team he could be to play for. And he's probably going to start for them. If they, could, if they can keep him upright, um, he can play. But that's not what Chip Kelly wants to do with his quarterbacks. Chip wants to move his quarterbacks. He wants them to roll out. Um, he wants them to basically Dude. run a, a dive oh. option. You know, read option. Um, so I just don't see. Um, I, I don't. I don't see where um, that's going to happen. And then, coach, you know, he gets rid of um, um, Jeremy Macklin, the receiver. Yeah. Yeah. He he gets rid of him, and keeps Riley Cooper. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't see. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. You know. Yeah. He gets rid of Macklin. Yeah, he gets rid of Jeremy Macklin. Gets rid of uh, Vince Jackson. You know? and, and 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 coach keeps Riley Cooper. I I'm 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 baffled by his decisions, and I'm I'm really I'm really um about to convince myself that Chip doesn't want to be in the NFL. He's just he's just waiting out his probation. He's just riding out his NCAA probation in the NFL and getting paid good money. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's not going to surprise me at all to see this guy coaching football in, in Texas somewhere. Um, I don't know where, but he'll, he'll, be, he'll be coaching real soon um, back in college football. But, Coach, it's a, it's a lot of guys that, um, that, are, that have made some changes in teams. Um, Torrey Smith is one, for, for example. He, he played with um, – with, um, he played with the with Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, he's, he's played with the Ravens his entire career. And uh, he signed out with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, and, and you know, uh, Crabtree, who is still not signed yet, um, he he was a free agent that um, San Francisco let go. Yeah. They still need some help, too. And, you know, there's some rumors out there that, uh, that their, their quarterback could be on the trading block. Oh, Kaepernick? Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. That'd that be interesting. that that would be very interesting. And 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 as far as I'm concerned, um, Kaepernick has has had some struggles um in the last couple of years. And I really think with, without Harbaugh being in in the picture, he could really have some struggles this year. And we are we we've already seen that he's had some um some some personality issues on the sideline from time to time. And with the new coach. And new coaching staff, um, this could be a conflict that um, that management don't want to deal with this year, and they might. I could see them um, possibly making a move with him um, during the trade, and this might be a quarterback that um, that Chip Kelly might be interested in. Oh yeah, I mean he would be the uh, you would think the atypical kind of guy that he would be looking for. You, you you would think that. So this is a possibility here. You know, but Coach, um, I guess the Dallas Cowboys um, made a real stubborn move with DeMarco Murray. 
you know, um, they're leading Russia the last two years. Um, they decided to to just let him walk down the road and and go and do his thing, find find the best money out there. And Chip Kelly and the Philadelphia Eagles, hey, they signed him. However, right. Dallas turned around and signed Darren McFadden. Um, I, I really think that this is a, an ideal situation for Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden is an Arkansas running back, too, and we all know Jerry Jones has a has a serious connection to Arkansas. And I didn't University even remember that, that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and you know, um, Darren McFadden and, and Felix Jones came out the same year. And Darren McFadden uh, went to the Raiders, and the Cowboys did draft Felix Jones, but he never really panned out to be a a, a, a superstar running back or or what we call a, a premier running back. But um, on the other hand, Darren McFadden went to a team that was that was bad. Um, they they've had probably eight quarterbacks start um, for that team since he was there. He, there was never really a, a chance for them to ever make it to the playoffs and and really be successful. Um, he's gone through at least three or four coaches since he's been there. And, I think it's four coaches. Yeah, and, and so when he's coming to a team like Dallas and an offensive line that the Cowboys possess – I really think that this is this this is a win win for Darren McFadden, and um, I, I'm almost sure that um, that he, he's going to be successful if if he can stay healthy. He's had some issues with health um, in the past. However, when, when you when your offensive line is beat up and banged up and mixing and matching every week, hey, you, you're gonna you're probably gonna have some issues with your health. You know, every once in a while you hear those lookout blocks. Hey. Hey, come on, coach! It it it, it, it takes its toll on you. So I really think that um, that Darren McFadden is going to do his thing. Well, I think that uh, uh, the Cowboys uh, looked at it as a business and felt like they could get him for a lot less money than re-signing Demarco Murray. I know a lot of people are saying you just don't do that, but I think uh, maybe you do. Maybe the Cowboys have finally gotten to the point where. They're saying, hey, we're going to uh, think business-wise first. Well, and, uh, and maybe they put a, 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 a much higher value on Des Bryant than they did on DeMarco Murray. And, um, and maybe this NFL that we watch now, um, the receiver, the, the, the premier receiver, the top dog receiver, he is more valuable than a top running back. And um, I, I think that's that's what the Cowboys are, are showing us that Des Bryant is is a much more, much more valuable player to this team than Demarco Murray, and I really think they're going to have to back up the Brinks truck to Des Bryant's front door to get this kid back. I mean, because hey, you know, you can only franchise tag a guy for one year. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, I think uh, you're right that I think, but what I think Des Bryant and all of them need to remember is that if if you have to keep that safety in the box because DeMarco Murray was running you blind, uh, averaging, you know, six yards a carry, then that makes you as Des Bryant a lot better receiver. 
I think a, a lot of those receivers at the Cowboys uh, uh, benefited from DeMarco Murray. I think the Williams kid, I think uh, even Witten somewhat uh, got a little pressure taken off because they could run the rock. I would agree. And my point exactly is that I think um, Darren McFadden, I think what he brings to the table with his speed, his strength, with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think they're not going to lose a lot. They may lose a little, but I don't, I don't see them losing a lot from um, with, with, with Darren McFadden coming to this team. I think he's going to be so hungry to be a part of a winning organization. He's going to be the ultimate professional. I think he's going to work hard as anybody on the field, and I, I just really think that they're, they're not going to skip much of a beat um, bringing in McFadden. No, I agree. I agree with you totally. So those same safeties that had to, had, that, um, had to respect DeMarco Murray, they're going to have to respect Darren McFadden. And when you look at these two guys, they're, they're, they're very close and they're very similar in size. They are about the same size, um, both about 6'3", 220. Um, so these guys are, um, they're similar in size. They, they very strong and physical running backs. So, I see them. I see them um, balancing out very well. I, I, matter of fact, I think the Cowboys will probably be a, a a better. They'll be able to do more with McFadden in their offense because the Raiders have done everything with this guy from putting him in the slot, from putting him, from flexing him out wide, running him at the one back, two backs. Um, he's even thrown passes for this team. Hey. He, he, they'll they'll be able to do a lot of things with um, Darren McFadden in the backfield uh, for the Cowboys. Well, I agree, and and I think he's a better receiver than uh, the Marco was. Yeah, I, I think he is, and you know, um, when we when we look at these Cowboys. One of the things that they've they've held strong with is that offensive line. They've kept that offensive line together, uh, and and pretty much they've they've kept this team together. You know, you you don't see a lot of a lot of Cowboys um, um, leaving the organization, and yeah. unless they want them to go. Yeah, Demarco Murray was one of the few that left. Yeah, and and they didn't want to they didn't want to give him what he wanted, and that's the only reason he left. You know, and this is not this is not. Um, the, the the NFL of old. We are going to be seeing this from now on. Uh, we'll see guys changing teams in their prime. We'll see guys changing teams after they've been there throughout for an entire career, seven, eight, ten years. We'll see them changing teams. Hey, but guys, we're going to try and keep it strong right here on Sports Info U, and we'll be right back with more sports information. flagship station for sports voice america sports are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field 
Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, you know, we were just talking about the, the turmoil that Chip Kelly is taking the Philadelphia Eagles fans through. Um, dismantling that team, and who knows what the the final outcome is is going to be in Philadelphia, and what they're going to look like this this fall coming up. But um, the New Orleans Saints seem to be doing almost the same thing, and I, I say they're not maybe not dismantling the team, but when you give Colston, uh, you resign um, Colston as as a receiver, and this this guy's been around a long time. You know, you're not spending a lot of money. And then you turn around and get rid of Jimmy Graham where you just signed him to a $40 million contract last year. Four years, $40 million contract last year. And you trade him to the Seahawks for Max Unger and the 31st pick in this year's draft and a a fourth-round pick. Ah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. And, just, and, and the thing about it is, Daryl too is, uh, they still have to give him his guarantee money themselves, regardless. You know, even though the trade's gone through, uh, they're definitely going to have to pay. Uh, the Saints are going to definitely have to pay Graham uh, the rest of his guarantee money, not the Seahawks. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm still trying to. Um to, to wrap my my hands around this I, I don't I don't understand this and and I guess I look at the Saints organization and and you wonder you know wh- where are they going 
Yeah, and uh, like we talked about off the air, uh, the owner uh, basically fired his daughter who was in the management program. And uh, so, like you said, I'm not sure exactly where they're headed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where they're headed either. Uh, I, I, um, and, and, you know, this guy, Tom Benson, he's he's been in and out of the news uh, for a long time with this uh, New Orleans Saints team. Um, so, and <laughs> when you went... Um, <laughs> When you was born in 1927 and you got like a couple of billion dollars, come on, you can do what you want to do. I guess you can fire your daughter. You know, come on. Yeah. You know, really, you can fire your daughter when you, when, it, when, it, when you got it like that. You know, this guy owns the Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans, and he owns the, um, the, the New Orleans Saints. You know, but I guess when, 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 you, when you're 87 years old, should you really be calling shots in, you know, should you really be able to just go to your, your team president and say, hey, man, we're spending too much money this year. I want you to cut our salary, cut our, our team salary um, $60 million. I don't know. But yeah. it, it just it doesn't seem. Like that's what the deal was about. Well, you know, Coach, we could say this about a couple teams too, though. You know, but – um, Mr. Um, Mr. Benson's net worth is one point five billion dollars, Coach. You know, when you work one point five bill, hey, you don't worry about nothing. <laughs> now, nah, I guess you and you and you really don't worry about wins and losses either. Well, Coach, uh, our local our local group, uh, Jacksonville Jags, they've been spending some money. They've been going out, reaching out, and getting some players. So uh, it'll be interesting for them. They've gotten a couple of pretty high-ranked uh, de- defensive players, so I don't know. Uh, undoubtedly, they're feeling pretty comfortable. I really thought they were going to go after a real good running back, but I don't know. Uh, they didn't do it through the draft. I mean, they didn't do it through free agency yet. You know, um, yeah, yeah. You know they got this guy Jared Audrick from um, from the Dolphins, you know. And um, hey, that anything that we can get could be an upgrade. Uh, and we did um, we did go out and get the uh, the best tight end that was available, maybe besides Jimmy Graham, the uh, yeah. uh, Julius Jimmy Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a great upgrade. Yeah, I think because that that is. You got to give Burles, uh some weapons, and that guy is definitely a weapon. Yeah, he's he's definitely a weapon, and I, and I would agree with you. Um, we really got to go out and uh, and get some wide receivers eventually. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and we we re-signed this guy Tyson Alawahu. Uh, I, I don't think that was a, a a good move. You know, he just really no. hasn't hasn't we, panned out. Hasn't panned out. You know, and we giving him another another opportunity playing out, but. At the same time, we've seen a lot of guys in Jacksonville leave Jacksonville and turn out to be very good players. Terrence Knighton is one that comes to mind right oh, yeah. now. You yeah. know, and, and I'd hate to see Alawahu um, turn out to be a, a great player in Philadelphia or Cincinnati or, or somewhere else when we should have stuck with him uh, at least one more year. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see uh, 
I still think, you know, uh, you know, I don't believe their running back situation. And, you know, the Robinson kid is not a, an every down back. I mean, he showed a little flash last year, but the, the guy they went after uh, just never, you know, Tony never did pan out. Yeah, yeah, we just they they still need some um, some help at running back in Jacksonville. Um, the kid from Stanford, he's he's really just hasn't panned out yet, and um, it, it's it's still a question mark if uh, if he'll be with the team next year. And the Jaguars did spend the most money in free agency last year at running back, and. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the young man's name. You ever heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just, you know, yeah, Gerhardt, yeah. He, yeah. he just didn't pan out. Yeah, and, and, and Toby Gerhardt last year was no more than, at best, on one of his good runs, he was three yards in a cloud of dust, and most times he was just two yards and no dust. You know, it was just he, he, didn't, he didn't pan out to be a $4 million running back last year. And, um, so I, I, I can see where the Jaguars may be a little hesitant in um, in searching for a running back in this year's um, in free agency. Yeah, yeah. I, so I think I think the Robinson kid could be a great third down back for him, uh, but I don't think he'll ever be uh, the, the, the you know the every down back that they're going to need eventually to get some heat off the quarterback. No, nah, he he'll never be um, that running back. Uh, however, uh, he he is a nice third down running back, and he's a, he is a good flow to the running game um, oh, well, when he's a, when he's available and he, when he's in space. Yeah. And that's what made him a fairly good college quarterback was that once you get the kid in space, he's pretty hard to get a hold of. Yeah, he he is, and um, and I I think that uh, if they can go in the draft and bring some help. Um, to that position, or maybe even find find one of these free agents off the off the scrap heap. Um, not call them scrap heaps, but one of these free agents that are still available. Um, they might be able to help themselves at running back too, because we've seen guys um, become good running backs after being out of the league for a couple of years. So um, it, there's a good possibility Jaguars could find some help at that position. Well, coach, what's going to happen with Adrian Peterson? Uh, he's going to he's going to end up going back to um to the Vikings because they're going to be able to offer him the most money, and I think that's where he's going to go. You know, this this talk with him possibly going to the Dallas Cowboys. I think that was his talk, and uh, he's going to sign with the um with the um, Vikings, and he's probably going to end up making a little bit more money, going to get them to sweeten the deal a little bit. Because his career is coming down to, you know, we we say that, but he continues to produce and produce and produce. Yeah, when you he know, came back from that injury, coach, he was, you know, some people were saying he shouldn't have been the you know, comeback player of the year. He should have been the most valuable player of the right. year. Right. <laughs> and then when we look at him possibly this year, coming back after sitting out most of the season last year, with yeah. the with the child abuse um, case, hey, he really has some rested legs, and I'm sure he has some injuries that that really had an opportunity to heal up. 
So he could be an even more explosive running back this year. And if, um, if Teddy Bridgewater can continue to, to make progress like we know he's capable of, hey, this, kid, this team could really be something special next year. Talking about the Vikings, Coach, did you see what, where Christian Ponder went? Uh, no, where did Oakland, he go, Coach? Oakland Raiders signed him. Hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I thought the car kid had done a pretty good job considering. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're not even expecting him to um, compete for anything that resembles a starting job. You know, and, and he's one of those guys who it surprises you why he makes an NFL roster. But then when you think about it, it doesn't surprise us when we see people like Michael Vick continue to make NFL rosters because Michael Vick is just an okay quarterback now, but he's a much, much better quarterback than Christian Ponder. Well, Coach, has anybody picked up Michaels? Um, I'm sure by the time the season starts, someone will have him on their roster. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and I playing for the right reasons. I don't know uh I don't know that he's he's gotten his money situation straightened out, but you hope so. You hope Coach, so. all of these guys are playing for the money. Let's don't get it twisted. And you know, and, and these guys will be the first per, first people to tell you, they're gonna have to carry me off of this field. Where in the world else am I gonna make four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars every two weeks? You know, these guys nobody um um, very rarely do we see guys retire from the from the NFL or retire from from sports. They usually have to be scooped up and carried off the field because there's nowhere else in the world they're going to make a living like this. No. Yeah. And and and, and, and Michael Vick, if he doesn't have a, a contract, what do you think he's working on tomorrow? Trying to get a deal somewhere. And I don't yep. know whether it's going to be in Tampa Bay or whether it be in New York or, or Philadelphia or where, but Michael Vick is um, trying to get a contract. Yeah. And, I, and I'm almost certain that he will be um, uh, picked up by somebody. By somebody. You know, if Mark Brunel can play as long as he played and, and rode the bench, uh, I think Michael Vick got about two more years left in him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kyle Lawton played a lot of games last year. Yeah, he did. And retired this year. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were sitting at home. They called him, came in, started. Yeah. So uh, if if he can do that, I'm, I'm sure Michael Vick has at least one or two more um, seasons available, Coach. Yeah. But when we look at the um, – at, at – um, at the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, you know, the story continues to come out that Peyton Manning will be coming back uh, for, to play for the Denver Broncos. Yep. You know, Peyton Manning's 39 years old. You know, he, he's a prime example, Coach, of a person. Um, does, he already definitely has enough money. Uh, he definitely does not need to play. But where else is he going to be able to make $14 million a year? Yeah, coach. But now the thing about it is, uh, it's fifteen million. But he gave up four million of his own money 
to help his team because he wants to win another ring. Are you sure that's the reason he gave up that money? Or okay. are you or 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 was there in the back of his mind somewhere he was saying, Hmm, they might not take me back for twenty million. But if I give them a discount, they'll think they're winning and getting something, and they'll bring me back. Because I don't think the Broncos would have brought him back for twenty million. They'd have probably told him, "Hey, hit the road, Jack." But for fifteen right. million, but for fifteen million, they hey hey, let's give him one more shot, man. Fifteen million, you know, we're saving five million. He's giving us a five million dollar discount. That's a big discount for sure. But who's think, really winning? I think they've got, uh, they didn't, you know, I don't think they could have gotten anybody near the quality if they'd have let him go, but you never know. Yeah, and you know, um, at, the end of, at the end of last year, Peyton was saying, you know, the reason he wasn't throwing the ball with a lot of velocity is because he had a leg injury. You know, um, I'm sure he suffered that same leg injury many times or something close to that many times in his career that healed up a lot quicker. This was something that lingered on, and it, it really it, it, it hurt his performance. And he admitted that it hurt his performance. Now, if something like that can hurt his performance, I really see him struggling this year coming up. He's not throwing the ball the way he did um, three years ago, four years ago. Um, he, he's not nearly as mobile as he was four years ago. This is a guy that's just almost like a sitting duck right now, and um, I don't I don't see the league is caught up with Peyton Manning, and I think yeah. the Broncos made a mistake by bringing him back, and um, and I don't think the the I don't think they're getting their money's worth for fourteen or fifteen million dollars this year. Yeah, well, they, uh, they I think if they don't have a you know a good season again. Uh, or what they consider a good season. It'll be his last season. You hate to see the guy go out like this, you know. Uh, well, I'd hate to see it, you know, where he gets injured, but I, I'd even also hate to see it if it was one of those cases where, you know, they end up going 10 and 6, and and then they definitely, everybody realizes they should, you know, go in another direction. You know, and, and ten and six issue would be good for for um for the Broncos. I I'm, I think the Broncos are almost in a in a a stage of rebuilding. I I really do. Um, I don't. I, it's hard to say that with Peyton Manning because you know he's a quarterback that's thirty nine years old, but they're not bringing a lot of weapons in for him. Um, no. th- this year, uh, if anything, when you let Julius Thomas leave. Um, this this was probably the the second best tight end in the league behind Jimmy Graham last year. I know he was the second um, with with touch, touchdowns caught, but I don't see them bringing a lot in for for Peyton Manning. So you know, yeah. but you can't just have a fire sale and, and get rid of everything and expect your fans to have loyalty. So I think Peyton Manning definitely put seats in the put. Uh, fans in the seats and people come out to see him. Um, I know I've gone to to the Jaguar games just because Peyton Manning was going was showing up playing for the Colts. Uh, I wanted to see him in person myself. So uh, uh, 
he does his job, and that's to bring fans to the game and uh, keep us talking about him and and um, keep his name on the internet and newspapers and all of that stuff. But hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio, and when we get back, we're going to talk about this March Madness a little bit. And who do you have winning the NCAA tournament in your bracket? We'll be right back with more Sports Info. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, who do you have in your bracket winning? Do you have Kentucky or do you have the field? You know, you know remember Tiger Woods used to play, they say Tiger Woods against the field. So <laughs> it's Kentucky. You can take Kentucky or you can take the 63 teams below them. If any Kentucky. one of those teams win the championship, will you win all the money? Coach, I'll take Kentucky. <laughs> you don't want to take the 63 teams, Coach? No. You're still taking Kentucky? I'm still taking Kentucky. Well, like you, you know, at one point Coach. during the regular season, uh, there was talks of um, could Kentucky beat a NBA team? You know, a lot of people said, no way, no way. And I probably would believe that, too. But Kentucky is possibly going to have six guys drafted in the first round. 
only five guys can start on a basketball team. So Kentucky's sixth man is going to be drafted in the first round, Coach. Well, and the thing about it is, Coach, uh, they're saying that uh, not only are they going to be drafted, that most of them will be starters next year in the in, in NBA. So, I, you know, that's just amazing in itself. So does does is there a college team out there that uh, can stack up? It doesn't look like – looks like their number twos could win the darn thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And 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 when we look at this, um, you know, I don't think anybody can stop them. I think they have maybe, maybe three seven footers on this team. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's two that play a lot, and then there's one that comes off the bench. You're right. There's three. Wow. And yeah. and I, I really. You got to think that um, one of those seven footers for Kentucky is definitely going to probably be the um, be the um, first round pick in this year's draft. Yeah, yeah. I could I could see that happening pretty easily. But now you know there's some games I'm looking forward to. Uh, my my old uh, team, you know, uh, LSU plays. Um, who they play. They play somebody real beatable. They're like a fourth seed or a fifth seed. And, uh, but uh, I uh, I even like uh, University of North Florida is their first visit to March Madness. And I, I'd love to see them uh, go and show, show out. Uh, they have to play uh, Robert Morris. But if they beat Robert Morris, they get to play Duke the next day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I I really think this Kentucky roster when uh, when when Calipari throws out these um, six eleven, six ten, seven footers, you know, uh, Causey Stein, Willie Causey Stein, he's seven foot. Uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, he's six eleven. And then he then he throws out um the other kid uh Marcus Lee he's six nine and when you look at um, Calipari a lot of people um, talk trash about him man I mean they say when he was at Memphis uh, he left the program dirty you know on probation um, when he when he came to the job before he came to Kentucky um, he left that program. Um, in a little in turmoil as well, and a lot of people think that he's uh, he's recruiting guys illegally now. Uh, how do you think about it? What are, your, what are your feelings on that, Coach? Well, Coach, the problem is our our system doesn't penalize. We were talking about early in football, Chip Kelly. You know, you'll give the guy uh, a year or two. Pro, you know, they can't you can't coach for a year or two. Well, you, you just move up or down or around. And then uh, be an analyst for a year, whatever. Uh, right. The guy got, got in trouble in uh, Memphis. Then I think he went to Kansas, right? And there was talk of problems. And then he got the Kentucky job. So I, I don't know uh, if it's you know if the guy if the guy is a great coach. I understand that, but if he's cheating the system, then he probably shouldn't be coaching at all anyway. Well, you know, um, he, 
he's he's been able to slip through the cracks. That that's for sure. You know, um, is he a winner? Yes, he he he's a winner. Um, kids love to play for him. He's taken some teams from out of nowhere and and uh, and made them something. But um, eh, some people like to think that um that there's a little. You know, when he was at UMass, you know, they, they, they went on probation after he left there. And then he went to uh, Memphis, and they, let, they were on probation when he left that program. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, here's a prime example of what we're talking about. When, uh, when, when he was at UMass, they went on probation. He went to the NBA for, um, for, about, three, for, for about four seasons, from 1996 to 2000. In 2000, he came back to college college basketball and coached Memphis. You know, um, and he was at Memphis from 2000 until 2009. They went on probation. Now he's at Kentucky from 2009 to present. You, you just got to wonder, is, uh, is he running from anything? Oh, well, Coach, I think he's running toward a paycheck. But uh, I think he thinks that he can do whatever he has to do. You know, he's got the best players by far in the nation. And hopefully none of them are dirty. Hopefully they all uh, are there because they just want to play basketball and get an education in Kentucky or be part of the, the craziness that Kentucky fans bring out. But uh, if you look back down the road, you know, you look back at Memphis, you look back at UMass, then uh, – is he is he cheating the system? And if he is, uh, is anybody going to stop him? Can anybody stop him? You know, um, um, you know, it, it's it's hard to say he's he's cheating, but it's hard to say he's not cheating when he leaves the program and they're on probation. You know, and it's not just one time, coach. Right, you know, there's a, there's a story out now that Syracuse basketball coach, um, and someone that we've always thought was um, um, so clean, and now their program is um, under some scrutiny, and it uh, looked like they're going to be falling under probation. Uh, they had some um, self-imposed sanctions. They didn't go to the um, to the tournament this year. Who was that? Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that was self-imposed. Yeah, they well, they had they self-imposed, and um, you know, and there's some 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 um, some questions of, um, of of violations as far as um, money is concerned, and you know, it's just a lot of stuff going on with that. Coach, you know, we've and talked Jim, about we've talked about how these kids should be paid, but. Um, uh, Dale Brown was at uh, LSU for a bunch of years, and he tells the story about kids' families sleeping in cars uh, to come watch their kids and you know play ball in the tournament, and how wrong that was. Uh, and I'm sure it's going on everywhere, and, and that's how people get in trouble. And you're saying, you know, uh, we're going to make you know how much money that these clubs make, these teams make, uh, from being in the tournament. Uh, I know it's a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, uh, and Coach, um, when we look at uh, Jimmy Beheim, you know, he, he's, he's like 70 years old now. You know, um, his, his career is pretty much over at Syracuse. And I'm not saying he was wrong for giving out the money or whatever it was he did for these kids. But this man is going to walk away from the program, and I'm sure uh, his, his net worth is probably going to be about maybe 10 to $20 million dollars. And those those kids that their parents are sleeping in their cars because they can't afford the best Western room to come and see their kids play, hey, they and if that kid does not get a degree a degree that's going to help him get have an opportunity to better himself, himself, hey, he's going to be back in that same situation, not even oh, yeah. being able to afford the best Western. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing about it is. Daryl, it it doesn't seem fair, uh, uh, you know. And you know, when I was a kid growing up, it didn't seem like the coaches made a whole lot of money. And every once in a while, you'd see them get a perk for having a good season. You know, maybe the alumni would buy them something. You know, but uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem you know if you're making millions and millions of dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It it is crazy, you know. And 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 so you almost kind of. I'm not gonna say I I admire a guy for giving a giving a kid uh, a a hundred dollars or a couple of hundred dollars, but I'm not that mad at him for um. For, for giving a kid a couple hundred dollars. Because when I look at Jim Beheim's net worth, Coach, it's $10 million. And he yeah. made that $10 million off of basketball. And and he made that $10 million off the backs of Pearl Washington and a whole lot of other kids that's came through that program. You understand what I'm saying? And when oh, we yeah. look at other people's net worth, like Butch Davis, you know, Butch Davis may have been guilty of a lot of things at North Carolina, but when you look at his net worth, Eight, ten million dollars. You know, it's a lot of money these guys have made, Coach. And Beheim is no different. So um, I'm not mad at him for for helping the kids, especially finance financially. And he's probably doing something that he thought was right. You know, or maybe, and, and I say that, but Jim probably was doing that because that's how he got the kids to come and play at his program. Well, I I hope that that uh, someday we get to the point, whether it's in football, basketball, baseball, wherever, where the kids get uh, enough money to make it equitable or fair. You know, uh, it just seems like that's the only way we'll ever get this program stuff right. Well, uh, I think something has to be done about it. You know, um, like I said, when, you know, Beheim is probably at the end of his career, and he's he's done. He'll probably he'll, he'll probably never coach basketball again, unless he'll sit on someone's uh, NBA bench or uh, something like that. But I think he's his career is probably over, and uh, he deservingly so. He should be able to um, to walk away and and not look back and take his eight million with him. Yeah. Ten million, coach. Yeah, let's 10 get it million. straight. Yeah, ten, 10 million. million. Yeah. Yeah. 
Coach, I was I was more than willing to walk away with ten million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I would too. And you know, and, Be- and Beheim is he he was born in nineteen um nineteen forty four, so he's 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 seventy one years old. You know, um, I'm sure he's probably seen his his best his best days as as a coach, and it's time for him to um to walk away and and enjoy his life. You know, and not feel any regrets, and I'm sure he doesn't. Well. It's like we talked about with players. A lot of them have a hard time walking away. Yeah, they do. But I think with with this kind of a shadow over his legacy, I think this will make it easier for him to just walk away. You know, it, it, this is this is cast a dark shadow, a dark cloud over his legacy, and um, and I think he realized that this is a good time for him to to um to just walk away and and go away in the sunset. Yeah. Well, Coach, it's been a whole lot of fun and um, and a whole lot of sports information got distributed tonight. I really appreciate your help. Well, Coach, I'm looking forward to next week. We'll have some outcomes on some of our brackets, and uh, I got a feeling that whoever plays Kentucky is going to lose. That's my well, prediction. As a matter of fact, you know, I like to take the underdog, and I'll just take the field. I'll take the I'll take all sixty three other teams. And you can have Kentucky, Coach. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. That seems, that seems like a good bet for me. I like that deal, too. And we'll, we'll put a nice cold soda on it and call it a bet. All right, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach, it's always fun. And our time is done. And, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll see you next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.